0: Speedway proudly presents Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number 1 motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners, recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Here's Rapping on Racing.
1: who died who gave that light to me and I gladly stand up next to you and they met her still today cause there ain't
2: Good evening, and welcome to Rapping on Racing. Joining me now is Dave Oliveri, my co-host. Dave, uh, good evening. How are you?
3: Don, I'm a little bit tired, but I am just excited, as I'm sure most of the fans, along with yourself, for a great week, Firecracker Weekend, uh, Western Pennsylvania did proud for dirt track racing.
2: Well, we have some excellent guests, and you got a couple beautiful interviews with Max Blair and Kay Dillard. Uh, we're also going to have Brandon Shepard, Chubb Frank, Tony Stevens, and Joey Zambotti.
3: Tom, well, we want to welcome Billy Thomas from Columbus, Georgia, in Tyler Height from Duncansville, PA, to the Rapping on Racing family.
2: A tip of the hat to the Thompson family for uh, pulling off the firecracker under threatening weather almost every night and then on the Saturday deal a lot of people thought there's no way but there was a way and they did it
3: I I would be one of those people Don I got to the track early in the weather forecast and you know, all week called for 80 to 100 percent chance but I, I just want to mention one thing and you talked about the weather and the weather is synonymous with the firecracker if we didn't have rain or some type of uh, weather issue, it wouldn't be a firecracker. But Dan Bauman and his crew, Don, they put together a racetrack three nights in a row that in talking with the drivers both in the the Rush Series and in the World of Outlaws, they couldn't have said anything nicer about Dan and the crew.
2: Yeah, the track was, it was perfect. And the new configuration where they have uh, uh, taken some of the uh, uh, Slope out of the turns made for really good racing.
3: Yeah, there's a little bit of a push in there, and it took some used to. But uh, I, like I said, uh, every day presented a, a, a similar but yet different surface. And uh, I, I, when you have the fans a buzz about what the tracks like, that says something for not only Dan, but for Lernerville Speedway.
2: A lot of the things that the fans couldn't see. Was all the safety precautions the Thompson family took with this virus? When when you pulled in, you had to. Uh, they took your temperature. You got a little card. They wrote it down. You had to have the card to sign in. Then uh, on on Saturday, uh, you and Robert Johnson were actually uh, helping out down at the pit gate, where the temperatures, checking the cards, you had hand sanitizer. Uh, I don't think you were uh, planning on that when you got there.
3: Now it. You know myself, Don. If I can lend a helping hand, I do. But in in talking with the fans as they came in, I think the general consensus was, and I I think you agree, if we go back two weeks ago, and it it seems like it's not that far away, the firecracker weekend wasn't even a reality. The the people from the World Racing Group, Lernerville, the Thompson family, uh, Vicky and Mike from the Rush Aries, to put this together in a short period of time and to continue to make this one of the crown jewels of racing, it was just a phenomenal feat, and even weather couldn't defeat us.
2: We're a, It's with a heavy heart that we inform the racing community that the legend Ralph Quarterson passed away recently. Uh, he was surrounded by his family, and the family asked for privacy in this time. And your thoughts and prayers are appreciated. He was a great racer, husband and father, and a grandfather, and will be dearly missed.
3: Don, we have to just <laughs> briefly talk about the Kabbalah wedding, Teddy and Brittany, a great young couple, early in April, they were supposed to get married, but due to COVID, all that plans and preparation for what would be a special day for both of them was canceled. And this past Friday, they had an opportunity to become Mr. and Mrs. Teddy G. And I'm sure the, the all the buddies up at Lernerville had a good time at the wedding.
2: Yeah, I guess they would be giving them the raspberries, but uh, great people. Uh, I don't know Brittany that well, but now that she's a Gabala, she's in with a nice family. Great people. <clears throat> the uh, Cars Tour is coming up this Saturday, and and Mike will have an in-depth report on that. But some of your thoughts, 20,000 to win. 200 laps for the for the late models, and 100 laps for the... Uh it would
3: be the pro-late models. The pro-late models would be uh, what we would call our great our motors. But, Don, you're right. Probably next to the snowball race for late models, this is the largest-paying race uh, besides that. At $20,000 to win, and for our listeners, we, we see these purses... Uh, largest for, you know, large for the dirt tracks, you know, World 100, the King's Royal and things like that. But when you get to asphalt racing, $20,000 is just a phenomenal amount. And the thing that's going to be, and I'm looking forward to, and I know you are, Don, is we're going to have some of the best of the best asphalt late model drivers that are coming in. For instance, Bubble Pollard, who picked up a win in this, uh, southern series his 26th win career win in that series this past saturday is going to be on hand and the youngster we had an opportunity to talk to him last year don sammy smith he looks like he's about 12 i, I think he's maybe 15 or 16 now and he's going to be in one of the Bush motorsports entries
2: Amazing! Uh, I'd like you to share. Now, Tony Stevens is going to be one of the guests. He's from Pit Road TV. I'd like you to share how you managed to get his interview because it covers the entire Cars tour and all the things that are coming up Saturday.
3: It, it, it's funny. In terms of media, you never know where you're going to run into somebody and do things. And uh, a few weeks ago, we, you and I, made the trek up to you know Jennerstown and. The sun was out behind us. sun was out in front of us. But uh, that uh, four-letter word, R-A-I-N, was sitting over the track. So uh, we were in a rain delay, and Tony wanted to help uh, take a vehicle out with and dry out the track. And I said, well, let me go with you. Well, 23 minutes later or somewhere around there, I think Tony and I covered everything for this coming Saturday's race. And I, I know the fans will be uh, – be, uh, pleasantly enjoyed with what we do and, and the fun part of it was don i think it was my first interview that for for that length of time i sat in the car driving around the track so i think i uh i think i got about uh about 500 laps on the track this uh, over the last couple of weeks
2: your resume continues to grow
3: if you missed any of Monday's program, you can go to RappinOnRacing.com 24-7 and 365 days
2: a year. As always, we want to thank our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Number 1 Cochrane Automotive, Dirt Monthly Magazine, Jennerstown Speedway, along with Lernerville Speedway, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Speedway Directory, and Toma Meat Market. And I want to thank our reporters, Dave, doing an excellent job, plus Lenny Baticki, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, Mike Lusikowski, and Jim Zufo. Special thanks to our senior engineers and our technical uh, advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Lusick, Aaron Zufall, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. Dave, you really, really worked, uh, well, every weekend, but this week, this past week was just incredible and it's my understanding when you were getting the max blair interview it was what at two o'clock in the morning
3: it was close to that Uh, i and I, i don't want to ruin some of the things that matt said but again i i commend vicky and mike because they did a thorough check down of the vehicle from fuel samples to tires to shocks and everything and uh and we'll just listen to Max's comments. But just in closing, Don, uh, I'm looking forward to this coming weekend. And it, for Americans, it's the 4th of July. And as much as we've struggled these past four months with uh, you know COVID-19 and it, we've been locked in, I just want to wish everybody a happy 4th of July. And I hope you spend it with family and have a safe and enjoyable weekend.
2: Dave, you have a nice evening, and thanks again for all your hard work.
3: Uh, You're welcome, Don, and we look forward to spending time with you this coming weekend.
2: This
4: is the banker Bob Thuff for June 29th. I always hate it when a couple argues in public, and I miss the beginning because I don't know whose side I'm on.
5: A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455.
6: Number One Cochrane Automotive began as a small Pontiac dealership in 1965 and quickly became the number one name in Western Pennsylvania automotive sales and service. Today, Number One Cochrane Automotive ranks among the top private dealer groups in the nation with 22 new car dealerships with locations in Allegheny Valley, Butler County, Greensburg, Monroeville, North Hills, Robinson, the South Hills, Irwin, and Zelenopouls. Number One Cochrane can serve the transportation needs of Western Pennsylvania customers unlike any other retailer. The acquisition of Chevrolet, Toyota, and Nissan boosts Number One Cochrane's new vehicle operations to 22 dealerships, representing a great selection of domestic and imported brands. Their mission? Treat customers like honored guests while delivering unparalleled value and selection. That was the goal of founder Bob Cochrane when he opened the doors more than 50 years ago. And it's still their goal today. For additional information on number one Cochrane sales and service, go to Cochrane.com.
7: This portion of Wrappin' on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex,
0: Jennerstown.org. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your hosts Don Gamble and Mike Lusikowski.
2: All right, fans joining us now is Michael Sikoski from the Jennerstown Speedway. Mike, good evening. How are you?
7: Good evening, Don. I'm uh, I'm I'm feeling mixed emotions right now because uh, Saturday night, uh, Mother Nature claimed her first victory of the season at the Jennerstown Speedway complex. Uh, uh, storms were moving in, and and the decision was made to keep everybody from spending all the gas money and, and loading up the race cars, it was a very early decision because the rain was, uh, I, I know there's the word foreboding out there, but uh, the rain was pretty much guaranteed to be a big problem as the evening moved along. So uh, the decision was made very early. Uh, the The reason I'm disappointed is obviously the five-division racing heading for round number four uh, keeps getting more and more interesting with new drivers uh, showing up virtually every week. But uh, this particular Saturday night was going to be the Shane Schaefer Incorporated Enduro Series kickoff to 2020. So uh, we are currently looking at a makeup date for the Enduro. Uh, there were rumors. I put that in quotation marks. Uh, we know that the uh, the car count was going to spike because some drivers that used to compete in four-cylinders and chargers, and uh, they're bringing some family members and some friends out to the racetrack to kick off a racing career in the Enduro Series. So uh, we knew that that car count was going to swell, uh, and so we will find a make-up date for the Enduro that was scheduled on Saturday. Uh, Meanwhile, the five-division racing was canceled, so uh, nothing to report from on track at the Jennerstown Speedway this past Saturday night, unfortunately. Unfortunately, uh, but, you know, as I took a look at the, uh, at the point standings here, we, we have so much to talk about for this coming Saturday. Uh, I just wanted to make one quick observation as we're, you know, several weeks into the 2020 season. Right now, the current points leader in the Martellus Pharmacies late model division is an Ohio driver. And I know I'm kind of showing my age when I say this, but uh, to, to find out that a driver from the Buckeye State is atop the point standings at Jennerstown, is such a pleasant throwback to the days when Glenn Galt was winning championships there, and the days when Bob Sibilla would make the commute from Central Ohio almost every week to race there when he wasn't racing on the ASA Tour, and the days when Tim the Iceman Ice would come virtually every week that there wasn't an Iceman Series race to compete weekly at Jennerstown. So uh, with three of the weekly five-division events completed, young Albert Francis, who tours with the CRA Series, uh, is the current points leader on the strength of a feature victory in round number three at Jennerstown. So uh, just kind of an observation that makes me smile a little bit, because when you think of the glory days of Jennerstown Speedway, those battles between Steve Pellis, Glenn Galt, and Charlie Craig are legendary, and I think we're well on our way to a second glorious era of late model racing at Jennerstown Speedway. Now, taking a look at this coming Saturday, and speaking of uh, glory in the late models, a very historic event comes to Jennerstown Speedway this Saturday, the Thomas Automotive American Freedom 300. Now, the number 300 comes from the fact that there will be a 200-lap feature event and a 100-lap feature event, both on the same Saturday night, and two touring series make their first-ever appearance in the history of the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. The CARS Tour, that's C-A-R-S acronym, the CARS Tour visits the Jennerstown Speedway for the first time this weekend. Now, for the JEGS CRA All-Star Tour, competing in the 100-lap component of this 300-lap weekend, many of those drivers from the Midwest have previous experience at Jennerstown because those are drivers that like to come for the Masters weekend weekend So there's going to be some very familiar names in that JEGS CRA All-Star Tour event. That's going to be a 100-lapper, but the 200-lap, $20,000-to-win event for the Cars Tour in their maiden visit to Jennerstown Speedway will include drivers from the southeast primarily, and that's a little bit different because when Jennerstown Speedway typically throws a late model special event, the Midwest cars have a history of traveling east to the Laurel Highlands. Then with the creation of the Masters event just a few seasons ago, a lot of New England interest has brought drivers down, well, I say south, of course, to Pennsylvania, Uh, but the drivers making the commute from New England and the Midwest, that's something that uh, has been going on for a while. This Cars Tour event, a points race for their series, will be bringing a lot of interest from the south, and drivers that have never seen the Jennerstown Speedway before. So obviously with a $20,000 to win paycheck, this event has national scope because it is also a points race for both the Cars Tour and the CRA Jegs All-Star Tour. So this is going to be a fantastic event, and I wanted to run through the schedule of events. Friday night is practice, but on Saturday, July the 4th, the grandstand gates will open at 4.30 p.m., Qualifying for the Cars Tour will occur at 5.30 p.m. Qualifying for the JEGS All-Star Tour will occur at 6.00 p.m. Then at 7.20 p.m., the opening ceremonies will take place, and then racing at 7.30. And the Thomas Automotive American Freedom 300 will go in this order first. The CRA JEGS All-Star Tour, with their 100-lap event, Second will be the car's super late model 200-lap, $20,000-to-win event, and it will close out, of course, as it should on a holiday weekend with a fireworks display over the Jennerstown Speedway complex. So... Uh, Don, lots of action coming up this weekend at Jennerstown Speedway following the rain out, and I hope fans will take advantage on the heels of one of the most talked-about dirt track races to come through our region happening this past weekend. Now the asphalt world of racing focuses all the national attention on the Jennerstown Speedway this coming Saturday night, Don.
2: You know, Mike, I can't wait. I think back to those days when Galt and Pellis and Cragen, when they were uh, duking it out, some very, very pleasant memories, and I see a whole new group of memories starting to form with this race that you just mentioned.
7: Well, and you mentioned new. We talked about Albert Francis, who's leading the weekly point standings at Jennerstown. He had no plans of competing every single week because he's out on tour with the JEGS CRA All-Star Series. Uh, However, he likes the track so much, discovered that it's not such a terrible commute like all the Ohio drivers discovered back in the 90s, and now he's atop the point standings. He has a distinct advantage in that event because he has three consecutive weeks on that racing surface. Now, other names that fans might recognize Travis Braden. He's an ARCA Supercar Series winner. He's won the Snowball Derby, he's won the Winchester 400. He will be in action, and he's from just down the road in Wheeling, West Virginia. He's never had a car for Jennerstown-type competition, but he will be in action, we assume, with the JEGS All-Star Tour. He's got to be looking forward to performing close to home. Uh, There's going to be so much interest in drivers like Josh Brock. He's a driver that's been to Jennerstown Speedway a couple of times competing with the Masters. Uh, He absolutely loves the Jennerstown Speedway. He loves our staff. Uh, He has an ongoing joke with Mike Ballardi, our pit steward, so Brock is looking for an opportunity to come. Not only will these drivers be racing for points with the JEGS CRA All-Star Tour on Saturday, but they have the opportunity to use that Friday practice session to help them to tune up for the big Masters weekend coming up in August. So uh, it's a win-win for everybody in the late model world to get to perform at the Jennerstown Speedway for the first time for points with the cars' super late models, first time for points with the JEGS All-Star Tour, but then get a chance to practice up for the big Motor Mountain Masters coming up in August.
2: Mike, excellent report. I can't wait until Saturday. I'll see you up there.
7: Sounds like a good plan, Don. Thanks. This portion of Wrapping on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Jennerstown.org.
0: Toma's Meat Market is a full service, old fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania where they've been for over 50 years. They hand select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foiled chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Thomas Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020.
6: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact fine. His office is located at 5061 at Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides... Give him a call at 724-443-5720, that's 724-443-5720, or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com.
1: Race fans, this is Scott Bloomquist, and you're listening to Wrap It On, Race It. Now we'll get back to the show.
6: Max Blair,
8: the Dolphins helmet up on top. The big trophy, the big check awaits. Family coming in here, taking a sweet time. Ladies and gentlemen, he is ready to climb down. Max Blair, his third ever. Woo! Well Max, Max as you take a look at the left front nose there a little bit of contact there you can see where it was take us through it I know you're excited but take us through that action well number one uh, next to my dad there's nobody in this sport that I respect more than Mark Richards and uh, Brandon Shepard I hate that happened I got up behind them lap cars I didn't know where to go and uh, I tried to get I, I should have never got under him I knew better uh, I should have just stayed to the outside them last couple laps I almost threw it away when Brandon passed me we got into one and he just he slowed down way 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 more than I was anticipating I was trying to buy by the lap car and back up the racetrack to get myself a run. I definitely got into them. I feel terrible about it. Hope them guys, you know, Mark's a big, big, big part of my program. I really hope they're okay with uh, everything. I'll, I'll talk to them and apologize. But uh, man, this is our third one and I can't believe it. Did you feel Did you feel like your night was over when you went low in turn number two? Did you figure, man, this is it? I'm done. I got a good run off four coming for the white and I got under Dennis and I just thought if I can get the whole way beside him where he can see me, you know, them guys reach you pretty good. I he he give me room? But I don't think I got far enough up alongside of him. But I, I was going to pass him down there, and I slid up. And, man, stuff went stuff went ugly there for first straight away. Uh Like I said, I, I feel terrible about what happened going into three. But, man, these races are tough to come by, uh, real tough. Trust me, I know just how tough, especially here. This one means the world to me, and uh, we're going to celebrate a little night. This, this is the momentum you need for this three-day weekend. Where does this put your team as you look forward to the next two nights and you look forward to a possible $30,000? payday? It's a huge confidence booster, that's for sure. Uh, we tried a couple different things tonight in the feature. We drew a bad pill in a redraw, and I talked to Dad, and we figured, you know, what the heck, let's let's try this stuff. It's a good opportunity to do it. Uh, I think we were real good, you know. I don't know how close them guys were uh, once I got by the 97. I don't know how close they were until we got into lap traffic there. <laughs> but... Uh, Give me five. All right. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like we were pretty good. at just, uh, driver error, big time there, under there, picking the white flag. I should have never put myself pinned down on the bottom getting into one. Well, driver error, but you got the trophy, you got the big check, congratulations. Ah, thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Max Blair, picking up his third ever World Outlaws Morton Building's Late Models feature go.
9: Brandon Shepard, your feature winner tonight, Get him over here he's taking his Hans device off. Bishop super super dry slick track tonight how did that fit into your wheelhouse? Uh, it was definitely a lot different than than what I'm used to but uh, we we're really good you know we run the middle high there uh, I didn't really try the bottom too much but I felt uh, pretty comfortable in one to two and I went down there a couple times so um, you know that tonight says a lot for tomorrow because you know the big race is probably gonna be a little bit slicker and uh, I don't know if it'll be this slick or not, but, um, you know, in between last night and tonight, I think uh, we'll have a great race either way. So um, can't do it without all my sponsors, Valvoline. Got a bunch of guys from Valvoline here today. Got to thank them. You know, I couldn't do it without them guys. And then Seabrook Calf Ranches, Ace Metalworks, Gunner's Honey, Silek Well Services, Rocket pre Motors, Durham Racing Engines, Kaiser Manufacturing, Integra Shocks and Springs. Uh, my great crew: Mark, Dan, Austin, Joel. Uh, it's Steve Baker's birthday today, so happy birthday to him! And and uh, definitely thanks to thanks to Steve and my my daughter Addison, my son Jace, my dad, my grandpa, uh, my mom, Missy, everybody that supports me back home. Um, couldn't do it without all their support. We're gonna be out on the road for. I'm gonna be gone till July t- uh, 28, so it's you know a long grueling trip that we're getting ready to go on here and I uh, couldn't do it without their sport, so you talk about everyone at Rocket Chassis obviously the XR1 house car here and what the guys in Mark do any racetrack you go to you're one of the ones that are to contend what is it about Mark and, and Rocket that really make this thing and yourself that make this thing really go around and, and find yourself in victory lane so often uh well he's just got experience you know he's got more than 40 years of race under his belt and and notes they go all the way back as far as you can remember, and really good notes so that's you know that's that's the key is to be out on the road and and uh that's that's why I'm so fortunate to be able to work with him because he gives me the opportunity to be out on the road and get the experience that I need and uh you know he he took a chance on me uh you know back in two thousand and twelve and we've been working close together ever since then, and it's just been uh been a dream come true for me so
10: Kay Dillard as Ricky Fortin will pull in, will head down the back stretch with a half a straightaway lead on Max Blair. He is one lap away this time, Todd. Wire to wire, trying to make it happen. He's gotta be perfect, four more perfect left-hand turns. Kay Dillard has driven the race of his life as he heads up the back straightaway. Down the back shoe for the final time. Eighth different winner of the Firecracker. There's a new sheriff in town and his name is Kay Dillard. He has just one hero. Lernerville. Second will go to Max Blair. Daryl Lanigan will grab the third spot. Dennis Herb Jr. fourth. Fifth will go to Mike Norris. Kay Dillard has just become the eighth different winner of the Firecracker here at Lernerville Speedway. Max Blair giving him congratulations on the front stretch. We have a brand new winner. Kay Dillard. Picking up the win, his second career World of Outlaws Morton Buildings feature win. And he has done it on one of the grandest stages for the World of Outlaws during the year. All that's left is the post-race technical inspection. So now he'll go to the scale. They'll check him, they'll weigh him, and he has passed. Race fans, the eighth different winner is about to go to victory lane. Listeners, we're at the Cade Diller
11: trailer in the pits at Lernerville Speedway after the Firecracker 100. Cade, first of all, congratulations on the win. I know it's your second win of the year so far, but in terms of your racing career, probably have to be one of the biggest, yet when you have it at Lernerville Speedway and Firecracker weekend, probably just something that you at at this point in your career would be hard to believe.
12: Hell yeah, I still find it hard to believe. You know, the first one we won, I I thought it was unreal then, but to win a crown jewel at a place like this with this many fans and this many good cars, it's all pretty unreal for sure. You know,
11: from being down south, do you know the legacy of the Learnerville Speedway and what it's meant to these, so many drivers over the years?
12: Oh, for sure. And last week I was at Jimmy Mars' shop and seen them trophies sitting there. I think he got two or three of them. I'm like, man, that's, that's pretty cool right there because, you know, he's one of the best I ever sitting in a Lake model and he's made a huge impact on my career. And uh, without his advice on this track, I definitely wouldn't be able to have done what I've done tonight
11: with the pandemic and coronavirus this year this race is is gone from the traditional 100 lap race to a 50 lap race from kate's standpoint how do you prepare for that because really with 50 laps and even the two preliminaries both night you got to be up on the wheel continuously
12: yeah and uh from my standpoint i'm glad it's not 100 laps no more but uh yeah it, uh, we learned a lot both nights it made a a huge difference with the car. We were good both nights actually, just um, wasn't good enough at the end to seal the deal and I feel like we definitely learned from that and applied it to tonight. And um, Just had a really good car all night, you know, uh, just from the heat race on, just was able to put a good weekend together.
11: One of the history, the legacy of the 500, or the Firecracker, is the fact that it rains. We had rain Thursday, heavy, heavy track, we had rain today, there was by almost account, we never thought we'd get this race in. We thought we would be racing on Sunday, but traditionally, the last few years, Lernerville hasn't had a cushion. How nice was it being, you know, starting on the pole cane and being up front that you could set the pace and then you could go high, medium, or low, and you were kind of just really putting it through the, the middle, but if you had to, you could go to the top
12: yeah first off hats off all the track crew you know i didn't think there's no way we'd be able to get it in and it actually turned out with a really good track at the end of the race there so uh i was glad when the cushion went away it, it's tough to run up there on that that many laps you know without messing up and running off or anything can happen up there that's just not my style once we were able to start floating through the center of there and just keeping our momentum up that's uh i feel like i'm better in those situations so once we we're able to start doing that when that top got so thin um I knew we had a really good car at that point.
11: As a leader you have that clean air and that's such an advantage but you also you don't know what's behind you and Daryl, a couple of times throughout the race he was there showing in the nose and Max, traditionally Max, Max Player is going to run the bottom uh, but again with, did you have any inkling there they were there that close at times?
12: Yeah, my crew guy, you know, had the signal sticks over there, and he told me when they closed in. But at that point, I didn't have a clue where I needed to be running at. And uh, after one of those restarts, we kind of started moving around a little bit and found that center, it was kind of crummy there, but had some traction in it. And uh, just luckily we found that when we did, or we might not have been able to hold on to it.
11: You know, as the leader of the race, you never want to see that caution. And, And, you know, with Brandon and those guys back there, you know, Mike and all those guys, you just have to hit your marks on those last five laps. So from the driver's standpoint, you think I've led this thing the whole way. What do you say in the back of Cade's mind, like, okay, I just I don't want to screw this up?
12: I was pretty calm and kept it together most of the race. Uh, that caution, like, around lap 45, I feel like I had a good rhythm going in. They told me I had a little bit of a lead. and um, Once that one come out, I was like, man, this is going to be tough right here. Uh I've gave several of them away, you know, for stuff like that at the end of the race on a long run. And uh, just luckily, I've just learned so much over the years. Just having the opportunity to go race as much as we do, it's just, the experience has uh, definitely helped. And um, just fortunate enough, I was able to stay calm enough to keep it up front.
11: When you saw the wave flag come out, in the back of your mind, you had to say, well, I have this. Yeah, they told me
12: down the back straightaway I had a little bit of a lead there, and then I seen the white flag come out, and so I just tried not to uh, really make sure I messed up then.
11: You said you had an opportunity throughout the week and, and to talk to Jimmy Mars. Did you make a phone call to him to see anything already and say, hey, I'm only two behind you now?
12: Uh, actually, I actually haven't had a chance to really talk to anybody, just my wife, and mom, and car owner so far. but. I got a ton of missed calls. I definitely got to give him a call because uh, without him and all my other uh, great supporters, none of this
13: would be possible.
11: Well, let's talk about some of those supporters because, like I said, it's, as we say now, and especially in the, the situation that we've had this year, sponsors are so important, and to stick by with you on the tours is probably tremendous.
12: Yeah, s Fishing and Rental, they gave me this opportunity a couple years ago to quit my job and go racing for a living and we raced Mach for a couple years and then moved into late models and uh, just everyone, Joel's Auto Sales, MB Custom Race Cars, Jody's Oil Field Service, uh, Johnsville Company, uh, both my crew guys, Production Jars, uh, man I'm, I know I'm missing a lot, Champion Oil, Hypercold Spring, Weir's Machine. Uh, just there's a a long list of people that pitch in to make this possible uh, MVT trucking uh, without them
11: we definitely wouldn't be here today when you start to make that long trek back home is it gonna stake in Cade's mind I am the 2020 firecracker winner how special is that
12: man it's I've dreamed of something like this since I was probably five years old and uh, was points up my career you know just mod racing i did not think i'd have the opportunity to even still be racing right now so just all the blessings that's come about over the years for me it's very humbling just to uh have my name on the list with so many great race car drivers
11: just in conclusion i have to ask this everybody that wins that trophy when you pick it up what was your impression because it's not a lightweight trophy
12: no it's heavy and uh probably wasn't a I was wore out, and it really wasn't from the race, just probably the adrenaline and just the excitement. Uh, One of them photographers said, pick it up over my head. I was like, that's not happening.
11: (laughs) Well, again, congratulations. We look forward to seeing you around uh, Western Pennsylvania a few more times this year, and best of luck the rest of the year. And, again, congratulations on tonight's win. Thank you
6: a lot. Number one Cochrane Automotive began as a small Pontiac dealership in 1965 and quickly became the number one name in Western Pennsylvania automotive sales and service. Today, number one Cochrane Automotive ranks among the top private dealer groups in the nation with 22 new car dealerships with locations in Allegheny Valley, Butler County, Greensburg, Monroeville, North Hills, Robinson, the South Hills, Irwin, and Zelenopouls. Number One Cochrane can serve the transportation needs of Western Pennsylvania customers unlike any other retailer. The acquisition of Chevrolet, Toyota, and Nissan boosts Number One Cochrane's new vehicle operations to 22 dealerships, representing a great selection of domestic and imported brands. Their mission? Treat customers like honored guests while delivering unparalleled value and selection. That was the goal of founder Bob Cochran when he opened the doors more than 50 years ago. And it's still their goal today. For additional information on number one Cochran sales and service, go to Cochrane.com.
5: A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. The experienced Salesforce has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455.
6: And now, more Rapid On Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're at the tech
11: area at Larderville Speedway at the end of the firecracker weekend. And joining us, and it's great to say, is two, fi- two time in defending firecracker, crate late model Bill Immig Memorial winner Max Blair. A great weekend. We had an opportunity at Thunder Mountain a couple weeks ago to talk, and we didn't know where you were racing from week to week. And you know, you put a, a great weekend together, not only with the you know the super late model being very consistent, but you know, for the most part, you would have had it been the predominant favorite, you know, being the defending champion. But how great was it? At least early on, you, you had a chance to battle with both Boom and Chubb guys that you watched up you know up racing growing up with your dad and it was a tremendous battle then about halfway through you just you know you got past chubb and you you know your line preferably on the bottom then you just drove away
14: yeah it was a heck of a race Uh, i just kind of bided my time there at the beginning Uh, chubb kind of drove away from us for a little bit and i just but kind of moved around a little bit and tried to find a line that that I liked and that my car liked, and I kind of found me a little something there. When and I got by, boom, I, I run chub down pretty quick. We were in some lap cars, and uh, I mean, man, it just all played out my way, you know. And there was no yellows once I got the leads. You never had to deal with any restarts, and uh, it worked out. I know prior to the interview, I asked you if there was anything that you could take from
11: the, the late model race, and again, had to be 50 laps up on the wheel there. Now you did have some cautions throughout that, but. In your wildest dreams, and in, in not, not that I want to say crate racing is a little bit different, which it is, but you probably would have enjoyed a caution maybe somewhere during the race to go 50 laps green, plus the adrenaline you just had from the finish that you had second in the in the in the, the late model race. You, you got to be one tired guy.
14: Yeah, it's this is a rough deal down here on two cars. It's just super fast paced. Um, once we got the lead, I, I didn't want to see no yellows because Russia does double file restarts. They're not not Delaware, so. Uh, being the leader isn't always fun when on them kind of restarts. So once I got the lead, I didn't want to see no yellows, and uh, you know none never came, and it all worked out. Now you got a lot of seat time over the weekend in the crate, but you
11: you've been here or not in the crate? I'm sorry, but when in the late model, you've been here since Thursday with the crate. You basically ran a qualifying session Thursday, and you ran your heat races last night, and then really just had a hot lap in the feature. How do you, from your perspective, Max, the you know, the track tonight? Into what it was last night, I think with all the rain that we had, that's just traditionally the we have during the firecracker. How good of a crew or a job that the crew do for on your car, but also the crew on the racetrack because they had one really fast racetrack again in the last two days.
14: Yeah, they did a phenomenal job. The racetrack was absolutely amazing tonight. Um, last night, the racetrack wasn't bad. It was just a lot tougher to pass. Um, but with all the rain they got today, I mean the pits are an absolute swamp and. Uh, for everything they were dealt they did a really really good job
11: what the, we didn't even think as we talked again like a couple weeks ago we didn't even know what your schedule is let little down this race you know how special is it for you because this is what max does and to be able to get back racing you know aries has opened up uh now learnerville's here and you've had some good runs in in your wildest dreams, how special is it to you now to be a two-time champion of the Igneous Memorial?
14: Uh, it means a lot. Um, you know, I won. I won this race a couple of times before. It was the 10,000 win race also, and uh, you know it's awesome. It's a big deal. It. Uh, anytime you can come to Learnerville and win a race, it's a it's a good deal. I know in talking over
11: the last couple of years, you haven't been here a lot, but I think I think Learnerville is now because it's kind of like warmed
14: up to you a little bit. Yeah, I, I struggled here a lot. Um, we've had some good runs the last couple of years, but it's still a place that, when it's a certain condition, I'm just no good at it. Like last night in the heat race uh, for the supercar. So we got some we got some more work to do to, to come down here and compete with these guys all the time. But you know, it was a, it was a fun weekend. We had a lot of fun. Turned out well, and uh, we're gonna go go down here and pull a motor out and drink some beer. When we had a chance to talk
11: a few weeks back, one of the things that you really talked about the Rush Series, Max, was, you know, as we're waiting for this interview, they go through a stringent tech inspection, and maybe I might have thought it might be a little bit too long and so for your team, but it has to be done. When you're paying the money that you're paying for the purse, again, it's, it's, I'm sure from a driver's standpoint, it's a little bit... cumbersome especially for your dad as the crew chief but in in the long run I think it evens the playing field.
14: Yeah you'll never ever hear me complain about tech. Um, Yeah it's a pain but it has to happen it needs to happen more in my opinion especially tire tech Um, you'll you'll never hear me complain about it trust me.
11: Listeners, I just went through about an hour process with Max and they literally have checked everything. Well Max it's been great chances getting a chance to talk to you i mean we can say it was you know i didn't expect it was be this early and i know you're happy from a racing standpoint that perhaps new york's going to open up here shortly and now that at least the tracks and pa are opening up for you
14: yeah hopefully this silliness ends soon and we can we can just get back to racing and back to life as normal like, like we all should be
11: well max congratulations on the wind tonight two-time Bill Wieningham Memorial. Well, I'll say back-to-back. Maybe it was like four times you've won it, but uh, again, congratulations.
14: Yeah, thank you very much. All right, thank you.
5: A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455.
6: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides... Give him a call at 724-443-5720, that's 724-443-5720, or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities.
0: And now more rapping on Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall.
4: At Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, we finally got underway on June the 20th, able to open up after a practice date back on the 13th and the 20th with the three Rush Series uh, in town with Christian Schneider, Zach Morrow uh, taking uh, taking wins rather in the uh, Rush series along with Chaz Wolbert in the Sportsman Modifieds. Of course, Zach Morrow picking up the win in the Rush Wingless Sprint Cars right after opening night, well, we closed down for a week, and that seems odd, but it's always built into the schedule that we step aside for Lernerville's Firecracker event. So the 27th is past uh, Saturday night. We were not open, but we come back at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway on July the 4th with the running of the Herb Scott Memorial for the Deal Automotive Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series. So many of the drivers that you saw at Lernerville for the uh, 10,000 the Wind bill Emig Memorial will be back on hand here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway on Saturday, July the 4th. Now, no fireworks in the sky on July the 4th, but uh, we hope we have a few fireworks or at least some excitement on the track for the Herb Scott Memorial. Joining us also for that event will be the Rush Sprint Sprint Car Series, the Sportsman Modifieds, and all the other divisions at PPMS. That's the the, uh, Pro Stocks. The Keystone Coach Works Hobby Stocks in both four-cylinder classes, the Open Fours and the Young Guns. Uh, Taking a look ahead a little bit further down the schedule after the Herb Scott, uh, we have a regular night of racing with Burke's Hot Dog Night on the July the 11th. Then on July 18th, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the annual appearance by the 410 Wingless Sprints of the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. And again, that's July the 18th. A couple of regular weeks of racing, five division of racing then the 25th of July and August the 1st. Hard to believe we really just got started, and we're already talking about July and 1st of August. On August the 8th, one of the big ones as well for the Rush Dirt Late Models, and that is the Jook George Steel City 50 Lab Classic, again for the Rush Dirt Late Model, Touring series, and that's one to look for. And the other big memorial event that we have coming up on the 15th of August, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Championship Series, in for the Ed Laboon Memorial. This has become the marquee race on the Penn Ohio Series. Uh, the money, of course, not as big as uh, one other race that the Penn Ohio Series has, but as we've all agreed, I think the prestige of holding a trophy that says Ed Laboon Memorial certainly uh, has its merits, and we are proud. To continue that with Vince Laboon promoting that great event. So, again, that's on the 15th of August. August 22nd, we have the 410 winged sprint cars. Uh, The way the schedule has been reshuffled because of the COVID 19 issues. Uh, only one appearance this year now by the Winged 410 Sprint Cars, and that will come on the 22nd of August. A few more weeks of racing, and then we move into the first weekend in October. And while already we're talking about the Pittsburgh, October 2nd and 3rd, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series back in town again, as they are every year for the Pittsburgh And the Pittsburgher 100 continues to be a, a remarkable tradition that we close the season down with at PPMS. And this one will happen again on October 2nd and 3rd. More details as we get down into the schedule as we move to uh, towards the end of the season. And again, it's weird. Uh, we're we're past midseason under normal circumstances or just about to midseason for, for PPMS. But here we are only looking at week number two here on july the 4th so we hope everybody joins us on the 4th of july for the herb scott memorial and reporting for wrapping on racing i'm jim zufall
0: this portion of today's program is brought to you by alternative
4: power sources the pittsburgh pennsylvania motor speedway schedule is jam-packed again for the 2020 season every saturday night through october you can enjoy five big divisions of racing action and so much more each action event features the Deal Automotive Rush Dirt Lake Models, the PPMS Pro Stocks, the Keystone Coachworks Hobby Socks, the 4-cylinders, and the Young Guns. Add to that special appearances by the Rush Sportsman Modifieds, the Rush Wingless Sprints, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, and the 410 Winged Sprints. The 2020 season wraps up on October 2nd and 3rd with the 32nd Annual Pittsburgher 100 featuring the stars and cars of the Lucas Oil Lake Model Series. Gates open every Saturday at five p.m. with hot laps at six and green flag racing at seven. General admission just fifteen dollars for adults. Keep up to date with everything happening at Pittsburgh Pennsylvania Motor Speedway by following us on Twitter at pa motorspeedway on Facebook. It's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and as always, find all the information about PPMS at ppms.com. Toma's Meat Market is a full-service,
0: old-fashioned butcher shop and meat market. Their stores nestled in the farmlands of western Pennsylvania where they've been for over 50 years. They hand-select cattle and hogs purchased from local farmers. At Toma's, they can help you prepare for anything from your own family's dinner to a special graduation party, a company picnic, an anniversary celebration, a wedding reception, or a whole host of other things. They can prepare entrees and have them ready for pickup or delivery in foil chafer pans. Just heat them and eat them. Please call or stop by to find out about putting a package of these ideas together for your special event. The taste and the service are out of this world. Thomas Meat Market, located at 748 Dinnerbell Road in Saxonburg, PA. For additional information, please give them a call at 724-352-2020. That's 724-352-2020.
5: Adrenaline, cover to cover. Three great magazines have become one excellent monthly racing publication. Dirt Monthly Magazine. You'll get more features, more pictures, and more short track racing action in a new, massive, more than 150-page Dirt Monthly Magazine combining the best of dirt late model, dirt modified, and flat-out magazines to create a bigger and better full-color monthly magazine with exclusive sections for each type of dirt track racing into this one monthly publication. Dirt Monthly will also include a special street stock and weekend warrior section. Dirt Monthly is all things dirt track racing exclusive features loads of full color photos driver interviews tech articles and big event recaps all in the one more than 150 page full color magazine for more information contact three wide media at 888-806-4611 or three wide
6: and now more rapid on racing with don gamble and dave oliveri Listeners,
11: we're at Jennerstown Speedway, and we're in a rain delay. It's hard to kind of believe because the sun's out all around us, but we had a shower that hit Jennerstown Speedway. And with this, as we turn laps around the half mile at the Laurel Highlands, all is Tony Stevens from Pit Road TV. Tony, the last time we saw you were here for the Motor Mounds Masters, and we had a, a great weekend, and you're going to be here in two weeks for the 4th of July show.
15: Yeah, it's going to be fun to be here uh, with the Cars Tour, the, the Thomas Automotive American Freedom 300. It's really a neat event um, for a lot of us. I mean, for me personally, this is a place between here and Motordrome. I spent my weekends when I was a kid in high school and college before I moved back to the Carolinas. So it's really neat to be able to come back up here. For Jack, who owns the Cars Tour, Jack McNelly, um, he was a carner for Rich Mitchell for years. You know, ran here as a, as a competitor, and for him to be able to take the series that. You know, we've all been able to grow as our, we've got a fantastic team. We've been able to grow the series to become what it's become already. Um, It's just really, really cool for all of us to be able to come back here to a track that meant so much to all of us and have what is already shaping up to be one of the crown jewel events of 2020 for super late models. I mean, there's 20 grand on the line. Like what? <laughs> what other races are there? Is about three or four other races I can think of in the country that pay twenty thousand dollars to win, and one of them's gonna be here at Jennerstown. It's it's had me jacked up since September last year when we announced it
11: when we talk about the late model series we're going to have some of the best of the best late model drivers coming in the, in the country now there's different divisions of late model with generous time they basically when we ran the masters last year it's a for all intents of purpose it is a crate motor but now we're going to have open motor mod or open motor late models and we got guys like Bubba Pollard coming.
15: Yeah. Bubba Pollard has already filed his entry. He's going to be here. So, um, I know he hates this name, but Redneck Jesus will be here. Um, and of course the guy that he's got had a little bit of a beef with the last few years, uh, Steven is going to be here. So Steven's always good. He loves these racetracks where there's a lot of speed you can carry and there's a lot of grip. He loves those type of places. So he's going to be here and he's going to be good. No doubt. Um, Kyle Busch Motorsports has got a, at least one car entered. They might have more. I haven't seen the, the latest entry list, but they have at least one car entered. Um, Um, You know, we expect guys like Matt Craig, who has been so good on the Cars Tour the last few years. Um, There's just so many guys. I mean, I was talking to Jack this week in his office, and and he's legitimately thinking, and I was along the same... The same mentality that, that we could easily have 35 to 40 of the finest super late models in the country here at Jennerstown uh, on Independence Day weekend. It's the perfect race, the perfect time, at the perfect place because you can pull them from the Northeast. We're gonna be pulling them from the Midwest. All the guys from down south that race for big money, they're gonna be making the trip up. I mean, this really is shaping up to be, like I said, it, it could easily become one of the crown jewel races. Um, of super late model racing, just as the Masters has become a crown jewel of pro late model racing.
11: You know, as a, as a, a past resident of Western Pennsylvania, and we'll still call you a yinzer. We know yeah. you've got your, your sport and your one hat on, so we know we, that hasn't left. But we know what the history of Jennerstown Speedway is, going back to its roots when it was, you know, dirt. And then when they paved it, so many great races here. Wayland Modifieds, ASA races, but... Now, what makes Jennerstown that much more intriguing to the drivers? Because I think what Billy Rebar has done and and the staff from Jennerstown Speedway in the last three years to put Jennerstown back on the
15: map, it's definitely taken notice to everybody, north, south, east, and west. Oh, everybody has taken notice. And I know when we came here last year for the Masters and did the broadcast, the feedback that everybody got about the job that Billy and his team have done at this racetrack, went to the PRI show, and everybody kept talking about, wow, Billy has done a great job at Jennerstown, and whoever that guy is at Jennerstown, they've done fantastic. But the, the, that was the, the big buzz, and this track for years, even before we moved to Pennsylvania, when I was about you know, 12 years old, I had heard about Jennerstown, and I thought, wow, you know. now of course you're a kid, you're moving out of where you lived, right? Uh, and you're disappointed, but I was like, well, like one thing is Jennerstown's nearby, right, that's cool. So it's, it's kind of become back to, to that deal to where this has been built back up to the show place, and to one of those top facilities in the country that everybody wants to come to. And and racers talk, fans talk. They've all heard how everybody was treated here last August for the biggest show they've had here in years. And everybody said, it's fantastic. The staff was great. The experience was wonderful. Can't wait to go back. And that word travels fantastically fast. And we've heard the same thing from everybody that's run with the solid Rock carriers cars tour this year that they can't wait to come because they've heard such great things they've seen the racing they've heard about the facility they've heard about the staff i mean they look at it and go this is going to be fun this is going to be something new and a place that they all are looking forward to coming because they think they can really stretch out those big motors. They've got room to pass, room to race. It's everything a racer wants. Big money, big lights, you know, big big prestige. I mean, the only thing not to love is the fact that you know, we only come here once this year with the Supers. That's it. <laughs>
11: back at the masters last year mike wallace was here with his son and mike and the wallace boys have raced in probably every circuit imaginable across the united states and mike was just totally blown away by the facility here at jennerstown
15: yeah a lot of people you know i don't want to say it but it's pretty much true. they kind of forgot about it i mean once dave wheeler um you know took his leave it kind of fell into disrepair Everybody kind of forgot about it and 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 fortunately it's not like a lot of other ghost tracks that just sit and rot and grow over uh there are people here passionate about the facility passionate about racing in this region uh, and they wanted to make one of the best tracks anywhere and have a comeback. And they have done more than a good enough job. They've done a fantastic job. And yeah, when all those guys are, are, like I said, Mike Wallace and Matt Wallace, they go back to Charlotte and talk to people. You know, all the Port City folks, Gary and Jim and them, they're talking to all their customers. I mean, the Fury guys had a house car here last year for the Masters. Um they're going wow this place was awesome and they're talking about to all their customers about it I mean I haven't heard that kind of buzz about a racetrack in quite some time unless maybe it was a new racetrack You know, when they redid Gresham down in Georgia, there was a lot of talk about it. But, you know, this is not a quote-unquote new racetrack. It's been reborn, but it's the same racetrack. It just has fantastic staff who understand what it takes to run a top-notch facility, a top-notch show, how to treat their fans, how to treat their competitors. I mean, this is, I mean, you think of, of great sporting venues in Pennsylvania, and you think of the fan experience, and this, I think, ranks right up there with any of them. Now as
11: we're turning laps here at the facility and, and trying to dry it out, Tony, one of the things I, I think from, from a racer's standpoint is this track's like you said, had sat idle for so many years. And generally, like you said, you have vandalism and the track deteriorates. But as we're, you know, making the laps here, this track's as smooth as can be.
15: Yeah, we came here a number of years ago. I was helping out some buddies when I was in college, uh, Logan Dernishek in particular, with his Hooters Cup car. Ironically, Cars Tour is what Hooters Cup used to be. We kind of morphed a few years ago. But we came up here and tested a Hooters car. And I remember when they paved this joint. And I remember like a lot of places when they are newly paved, uh, we come out. And I was a tire guy and you know, I'm pronging the things and wow, we got 350 degrees on the right side tires after eight laps. (laughs) What, give me that, you can't be right. No, it's 300 degrees, I promise you. And it sure was, but it was a brand new surface and it was smooth as silk. Everybody said that, it had a ton of grip. And to come back up here and talk to guys who ran those those last few Hooters races here, like Gary Saint-Amant and guys like that, and said, this place hasn't changed a bit. The the pavement is in fantastic shape for sitting through the, the terrible winters that Pennsylvania's mountains are known for. I mean, there's no potholes. There, I mean, if, if you were to bring somebody here that didn't know the story, how old do you think this asphalt is? Ah, was probably you know four or five years old. It's almost a 20-year piece of asphalt. I mean, that's, a, that's unheard of, and whenever Dave paved it years ago, whatever he did, well, he did right, which no surprise, when Dave Wheeler did stuff, he did stuff right, but it is just fantastic, and and again, back to the Masters last year, everybody raved that you could run on the bottom, you could run the middle, you could run the top, sure, there's a few little bumps here and there, but the overall, this pavement is impeccable, I mean, it is in really good shape. Uh, it's, not like the, it's not like the turnpike. The state should probably figure that out and, and, and maybe pave it with whatever they paved here, but that's not my decision to make. I'm just happy that the racetrack is in good shape.
11: Listeners, we're talking to Tony Stevens from
0: Pit Road TV, and we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be back shortly. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources.
6: Number one Cochrane Automotive began as a small Pontiac dealership in 1965 and quickly became the number one name in Western Pennsylvania automotive sales and service. Today, number one Cochrane Automotive ranks among the top private dealer groups in the nation with 22 new car dealerships with locations in Allegheny Valley, Butler County, Greensburg, Monroeville, North Hills, Robinson, the South Hills, Irwin, and Bull. Number One Cochrane can serve the transportation needs of Western Pennsylvania customers unlike any other retailer. The acquisition of Chevrolet, Toyota, and Nissan boosts Number One Cochrane's new vehicle operations to 22 dealerships representing a great selection of domestic and imported brands. Their mission? Treat customers like honored guests while delivering unparalleled value and selection. That was the goal of founder Bob Cochran when he opened the doors more than 50 years ago. And it's still their goal today. For additional information on number one Cochrane sales and service, go to Cochran.com. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Stars, IndyCar ihra lucas oil late models nascar nhra rush usac and the world of outlaws listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news the show features special guests local track reports driver interviews and listeners emails the host of rapid on racing is don gamble a former driver and track promoter don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week quite frankly there's no other program like it on the air today Rapid on racing. Why not be a part of the weekly action? And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri.
11: Listeners, we're back at Jennerstown Speedway with guest Tony Stevens, and we're still turning laps here. Uh, we're starting <laughs> to see a little bit of uh, gray in the track, so, th- so that's a good sign. Tony gave us a woo-hoo on that one. But, Tony... Uh, Last year with the Masters, more you know, you and Lenny and the crew just were ecstatic what we had here. We're getting great feedback from all different types of series. You know, we uh, we're here you now. Tomorrow the Wayland Modifieds are going to be here. They're going to be back here in August. But let's talk about your shows. The show that's coming up on July 4th, and then back again in August for the Masters.
15: Yeah, so, of course, July 4th, the American Freedom 300 presented by Thomas Automotive Group and, of course, Grant County Mulch also on board. Um, that one is the big one that's the the clear and present one that's coming up here soon. 20000 to win for Supers and even the Pro Late models. So do not be surprised if, uh, you know, Barry Audie or Gary Wiltrout or some of these guys, a Teddy Gabala, enters the CRA Pro Race and cleans up they're paying five grand to win that one so i fully expect to see at least a half a dozen regulars here entering the cra race that's kind of the 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 companion event to the cars tour race and and already i know there's been a bunch of tickets sold so if you don't have yours get them now carsracingtour.com you can get them um, you can call the Speedway and get them. Billy's got a supply, and as long as they don't run out tonight, I, everybody I talk to say, yeah, I just got my tickets tonight. Okay, <laughs> hopefully they don't run out, and if they do, we'll send him some more. Um, but get your tickets now, because it's going to be a heck of a show. I mean, massive fireworks display, fantastic racing. It's going to be fun, and you know, for people that can't watch it, I know there's a lot of people they have either got to work or, given the circumstances of the world, they're not comfortable being out in the crowd, whatever the case is, They can watch it on Cars Tour TV, which is one of our brands under the Pit Row umbrella. And you can go to either website. Well, Actually, there's three websites you can go to and watch it. They all go to the same place. But Jennerstown.tv, you can watch it on there. You can watch it on CarsTour.tv. Or, of course, the mothership Pit Row with a W, -W, P-I-T-R-O-W, .tv. Uh, You can watch it on there. And we're going to have a a massive production, multiple cameras, replays, timing and scoring, Pit Reporter. Um, We're going to have it all. And it's going to be the next best thing to being here. Obviously, everybody wants to be at the racetrack, but if you can't, we will have every lap of uh, that weekend live on Pit Row TV and, and our Cars Tour brand TV and, and pretty much that entire network. So, um, you know, you got a way to, to partake and to be a part of the event, even if you can't be here. And that's the cool thing about technology now and some of the stuff they put in place here at Jennerstown, that we can do stuff like this.
11: Teddy, before we talk about the Masters, uh, the Motor Mountain Masters is coming up on in August, how difficult is this as a from a production standpoint has it been to deal with COVID-19? A lot of races cancel Every state that you go to, I know you were scheduled to be here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you just don't know from you know day to day. And one thing we've been very fortunate in Pennsylvania, we've seen the tracks be able to open up our asphalt tracks, our our dirt tracks, so we're able to do it in our green phase at 50 percent at, at ish. We'll go we'll lose ish it just at that. But uh, you know, as we're driving around in, in the uh, pit road vehicle this evening, I'm looking at the grandstands already. I mean, we're watching running. We're in a, or dry-in vehicles, I guess we'll have to say. And, and there's probably
15: 800 people in the stands. Yeah, there's a healthy crowd, especially because we know weather will scare off race fans. And I don't blame them. You, you think you see rain, you go, I don't know. But there's a healthy And they continue to file in. We see them lining up, coming into the facility. So that's certainly a plus. But, yeah, I mean, and there's folks here. You know, there are folks in varying uh, levels of comfort. You know, they've got their masks and things like that. But um, ultimately, from our side, It's been both a blessing and a curse um, because with a lot of tracks, and we've got one even tonight in Kentucky, that they still can't have fans. And we've got a crew there to basically be the one source of revenue they've got from the front gate for video at their event over in Kentucky and it's worked great for them they've got a very passionate fan base but they're not the only track in that boat so we've had tracks calling from everywhere trying to do the exact same thing we've been thrashing to find people thrashing to find equipment because let's admit it most of these electronics come from overseas and obviously shipping and logistics have all been interrupted so manufacturing's been interrupted so multiple items have been on back order we've had to replace stuff we've had to do without it's just been interesting to say the least uh how we've had to deal with it but You know, everybody has stepped up. Everybody has responded very, very well uh, from tracks, touring series, our staff, new staff for that matter, who were coming on to try to learn the thing. I mean, everybody's been great. So it's been, like I said, a blessing and a curse in that regard, trying to schedule people and and deal with the logistics of getting things and stuff and folks to different places and dealing with rain outs and reschedules um, is a bit of a nightmare but it's been really cool for our subscribers and the folks that support us because they've been able to see, we've been able to showcase, different tracks around the country that maybe we wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to go to you know we went multiple times to Ohio to do some racing Uh, obviously Kentucky we've been to we've had calls in South Carolina Illinois folks have called us I mean we've been all over um, to showcase different tracks that otherwise may not have had that opportunity and to me that's really cool to see the fan bases get excited about hey look you know we get to showcase our racetrack and introduce you know new fans to, to what happens at said racetrack and I think that's one of the coolest things about what we do and while all this you know quite frankly sucks as a whole for race fans because of some of the things that have had to happen you have to look at the small victories and that's one of the small things that's come out of this is that you know more people have been able to see different racetracks have been able to experience events at different facilities um, and on top of that some facilities who swore to their grave they would never have a video camera there for fans who were displaced because they felt it took away from the front gate and we have the data to prove it doesn't but they felt that it it took away from the front gate well now they've been forced to use us because we are the front gate ironically and they go wow this is pretty cool this actually works the accountability is all there on our speed Support TV platform we work through this is wonderful why have I not done this before? So for fans who are displaced, you know, you got to work Saturday nights, but you'd love to be at the racetrack. Well, guess what? It's opened up opportunities now for a lot of racetracks to allow their fans to support them in some means, even when they can't be there. So a lot of really cool things have come out of this, even though as a whole, it's been a massive inconvenience, no doubt.
11: You know, Tony, we, you know, sometimes when you have a situation, obviously, you know, no one could have ever anticipated what, you know, the pandemic was going to bring or what, what's happened in so far, but, through that i think a couple things have happened through we've had our iRacing racing that's taken off where we knew it was there but it wasn't quite as popular and then live streaming's been there for a while but now your 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 staff other staffs out there have been able to put these broadcasts on and it's getting people that maybe like you said maybe don't want to take a chance and go out that opportunity and you said for tracks to have produced some revenue to still have somewhat of a season at their at their facility. Tony, as we ride around Jennerstown Speedway, you know we were talking about COVID-19 and how the um, the live streaming has been beneficial to you know, the our racetracks and to the fans. But you know, just to kind of wrap things up, we got a big Motor Mountain Masters coming up here in August and I know it drew great reviews for Pit Road TV last year. Fans are excited. A lot of people are liking and subscribing. So let's talk about that race and then we'll hopefully get some racing here this evening at Jennerstown Speedway.
15: Yeah, the good news is we will be racing because this place is probably 80% dry, so that's a good thing. But, uh, yeah, the Masters I'm looking forward to. Um, ever since the end of that broadcast last year, we all packed it up and said, dude, we can't do it, wait to do it again next year. And um, sure enough, we've circled that one on the calendar. Um, it's uh, it's been one that I've looked at and said, you know, yeah, can't wait to go back for that one because the racing was fantastic. I mean, for so many cars and guys not knowing what to expect, and you come down to less than 10 laps to go, You know, um, with Hopkins and Stone and those guys side by side the way they were, it was just one heck of a race. And everything played out. I think we had one caution about where we're passing now in turn one on lap one. Everything else, guys were racing clean. There was great racing. We had comers and goers. Um, the strategy kicked in with the, with the tire strategy. I well, think like that tire
11: strategy, American Racer put out a tire. That oh, was just yes. Like, I mean, everybody's buying six, seven tires or whatever they could buy, and they use like half their allotment.
15: Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, those guys come from uh, another brand that they're used to, okay, I got to buy 20 sets of tires to figure out where I'm at. And Scott and the guys at American Racer, I've been a big American Racer fan ever since I first, you know, got exposed to those tires um, a number of years ago with, with Pro Cup and what they're able to do. Um, you know, that tire, it's, it's, it's the Mercury tire, the American Racer, it's, that tire was the absolute gold standard for decades in racing because they put on a heck of a show. You had plenty of grip. They didn't wear out. And, yeah, they might not have been as fast as something else that was out there. Um, and that's not to degrade any other brands that are out there by any means, but it might not have been that fast, but it lasted. And you're going to get me on a bit of a soapbox here, but this is the cool part about you know, the staff here at Jennerstown. They got with the right people, with Scott and, the, and, and all the guys over at American Racer, and they put together a good tire that wears fantastically, it doesn't burn up. Um, you can run it the whole race and, and still have something left. You can overheat them and cool them back down and they still have something left and where a lot of tracks have have had to go to tire money to help pay the bills and I'm not blaming them by any means you you gotta do different things to help make the balance sheet work but you know when you can put together a tire that lasts in my opinion that's a better long-term investment in your racers it's a better long-term investment in your product because now instead of almost forcing that guy who's got a late model or a modified or whatever to buy four tires every week just so he can try to keep up now you've got a tire that you can allot two tires a week or whatever and instead of spending 600 bucks or 700 bucks a week on tires now you're spending 300 or 350 bucks a week on tires and that's huge over the course of a 20 race season and i think that's fantastic on the part of what billy's been able to do in that regard the folks at american racer to put that proper tire together to where they're, they're able to do those things uh it's great and again not to degrade anybody else that's out there tire wise because they all have their perks hundred percent there are things about some other guys that I really like and there's a lot of things about the American racers that I really like so. I think the thing
11: that's really nice about it too is the history of American racer most people don't even know that or the McCreary brand it's been if it's not the it's one of the oldest tire manufacturers out there and from where we are at Jennerstown Speedway Indiana PA is
15: maybe 40 <laughs> miles away so it's right in their backyard yeah it really is and, and when the track opened back up I went we actually was working for an American Racer distributor at the time. And I'm like, why Jennerstown not... You're, you're literally next door to the guy. And, of course, they got it all sorted out and they got it worked out. I'm like, okay, that makes good sense now. So um, so they're going to make sense. And they turn the red light on us here. So we'll make one more lap and come back in. But uh, track's looking really good. So we should be racing here a little bit later. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, they make a fantastic tire. It's right up the road. They do a bunch of OEM stuff for folks. Uh, that most people don't even realize. So, that's a really neat thing. They've got a ton of experience with doing tires, and like you said, they've been around for a long, long time. So, we've
11: talked about the the cars race that's coming up here in July. We've talked about the Motor Ma- Mountain Masters in August. Just in conclusion, Tony, where can fans pick up Pit Road TV? What site, what, what methods of social media are, are you available at?
15: We're on just about everything. You can search at Pit Row TV, P I T R O W TV. Um, you can search that and you'll find us on wherever your favorite social media of choice is, whether that's uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You name it, we're there. Um, we love to interact with our folks there. Let me back into the spot here since they waved us off track so I don't run over anybody. But we are there, and, of course, you can find us. Uh, the mothership, so to speak, is, is www.pitrow.tv. Again, p i t r o dot TV. That's where you can find us. And uh, we've got a bunch of shows on there, um, and even our sister networks as well that, that fall under that umbrella um we're there we we also have legends nation tv that does a lot of legend car racing summer shootout and then some um so we're all over uh but that's that's where you can find pretty much everything uh we're part of the speed sport tv network so we've got uh, a lot of good people around to help us do different things but uh www.pitrow.tv and you can find all kinds of racing pretty much any time of the year
11: Tony, see it's been great to ride around with you last half hour. I think we, uh, I think we took the uh, checkered flag here. But uh, we'll see you back in two weeks. And I think in August when you come back, you're bringing Lenny Baticki with you again.
15: That's the plan is we're bringing Lenny up here along with some other folks that we've got in the works that we're hoping to surprise some folks with. And um, it's going to be a fun time, no doubt.
11: Tony, it's been great. We'll see you in two weeks and have a safe trip back to North Carolina.
15: Well, let's get this race over with first, and then we'll worry about making the trip back. But uh, looking forward to it. I always enjoy my time up here, and it's been fun running around with you. So appreciate the time. Thank you.
0: This portion of today's program is brought to you by Number One Cochrane Automotive.
6: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact fine. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities.
5: Adrenaline cover to cover three great magazines have become one excellent monthly racing publication dirt monthly magazine you'll get more features more pictures and more short track racing action in a new massive more than 150 page dirt monthly magazine combining the best of Dirt Late Model, Dirt Modified, and Flat Out Magazines to create a bigger and better full-color monthly magazine with exclusive sections for each type of dirt track racing into this one monthly publication. Dirt Monthly will also include a special Street Stock and Weekend Warrior section. Dirt Monthly is all things dirt track racing exclusive features loads of full color photos driver interviews tech articles and big event recaps all in the one more than 150 page full color magazine for more information contact three wide media at 888-806-4611 or three
6: and now more rapid on racing with don gamble and dave oliveri
11: listeners we're at thunder mountain raceway and joining us is the driver of the one star chubb frank chubb it's great having you out racing for everybody i you know had a chance to talk to zuby earlier and, and max blair no one's been out racing but you've been in the shop probably since the first of the year and chubb
13: frank racing in the shop has not slowed down <laughs> now we're uh, we're still busy and now this week we're really busy because everybody's trying to open up the racetracks, so uh they uh they everybody wants either parts or they want uh their cars so uh it's been real busy real hectic this week but and we're, we're we'll be caught up here in another couple of weeks you have to
11: laugh at racers that we you know they've had pretty much all winter and now we've actually had a, a maybe a three-month lag here with covid but yet as soon as you decide you want to start racing, they're under the gun.
13: Well, that's because everybody waits to the last minute. They thought, well, we're not going to race, so then they waited. Um, you know, our stuff was pretty much ready, but uh, we had a couple couple guys bring their cars in the last month. Um, you know, so we really actually were caught up, and now we're busy again. So, you know, once they figured out that they were going to go racing, they, they needed their cars done.
11: For Chuck Frank Racing, what is the house car now? What is, what is the car that you're you're driving and what you're working
13: on most in the shop? Uh, whatever's in the shop that I take in on trade or whatever. <laughs> it's uh, this car is a uh, uh, black diamond with a little little bit of CFR twist to it, but um, and then I the other car I got a crate car up front, and it's a Club Twenty Nine car um, that Boom ran last year that. Needed a front clip, so uh, it's we just put a different front clip on it. So it's kind of a combination car. So we just uh, it's it's not way off. It's the same parts and stuff. But so we like to experiment a little bit to see where where uh, we need to be at. Well, in in this in this day and age, if you don't like, I was talking. I did an interview earlier
11: this year with Lynn and he said back in the day that you guys would kind of fabricate stuff and you worked on it, and now. Whether it's a black diamond, it's a, a rock it's a, a bloom quiz for the most part things are somewhat similar there's specialties that may be in the shocks and things like that but to be creative and like you just said to maybe try something maybe if you do that and you hit it you step outside the box but that's something that you you're used to and you
13: know the years that you've raced which is you know how many now job 40 some I don't even know exactly but 41 two I don't know
11: you know, and I was talking with Max, you know, with State Line Speedway just up the road from you, and I know they're going I think they're having a practice session. New York has a you know a lot of different parameters with PA now. PA's starting to loosen up a little bit. You know, we got the race here tonight at Thunder Mountain and, and, and Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is having a practice and Learnables having it. So we're starting to see some of the restrictions lighten up a bit. But in a perfect world, even before we had Cobalt, what was Chop Frank's this year to maybe be out just maybe run locally at Erie's and maybe state line and then travel a little bit with boom on occasion
13: um, I, well I, I uh, it all depended what the whatever the customers needed but no, we planned on racing a lot more than what what uh, has taken place but that can change now that we're everything's starting to open up but uh, you know we built the crate car so we could do some more crate racing and in uh, an uh, open car um, just some stuff to experiment, but we'd go wherever, you know, like the, the ULMS, some of that stuff. And, uh, the outlaws or the, uh, you know, any, anything that's close that's, uh, we don't have to travel a long way, uh, that we're gone, you know, two or three days. I'd rather just be back because we got, you know, there's too much work to do at shop. So we'll just hit whatever big races or, you know, semi, I don't want to say big, but I mean, like, uh, regional stuff. We'll probably hit some of that.
11: Well, it, it's difficult. I heard Timmy McCready say the other day, and again, those guys are. Out, and you spent so many years out in the road. You know, this was your income. This is what you did for a living. You know, and he just had that nice fifty thousand dollar payday. But he says, you know, it's difficult for him to raise for five thousand dollars. And they're they're not going from, you know, Erie to Morgantown or whatever. They're traveling sometimes, you know, from Pennsylvania down to the Florida, and it's you got expenses.
13: Well, that's it. I mean, there's it's it can be expensive going up and down the road, but um, and that's why we I, you know over the years I've started building my own stuff. Uh, you know, we build all our own bumpers and we build all our own anything we can build, we build it. That way, we don't have to buy it, and if it's you know that way it's. Uh, you know saves us money in the long run so we can actually spend money on where we need to spend it on a race car because these things aren't cheap <laughs> no that's <laughs>
11: you know speaking of that you know you you spent so many years in the late model and you still have the late model how and not that it's a, a step back but it's a different perspective when you go into a crate because you know with the late model you have that immediacy of power whenever you need to get on it and with the crate it seems to be your lines and your rhythm and smoothness. Because if you don't have that with that little truck motor
13: in there, you can't burp it. No, no, exactly. Uh, but the, the reason we're running them is because we have a lot of customers that wanted to. You know, they 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 would ask me what to do with the cars, and you input. I really didn't have an answer for them because we hadn't raced them enough. Um, so we just started racing them so we could get you know, you know, more uh, information so that they, they'd have it, you know, cause the car, you can use the, from car to car, the information will work. Um, it might not be exact, but you can make it work. Uh, the numbers, the way everybody's running their cars nowadays. So, uh, y- you know, I, if I find something that's different, you know, even for our car, it'll, wor- it'll work on another car. So, um, you know, it's a, I got customers in Canada and that run crates and, uh, you know, around here, around, or you know, around the house and stuff. So, uh, you know, we just just trying to. That's why we're doing it, just to try to get some more information for them. And we'll run some races that you know make pay some money and stuff. And that doesn't. If they run both cars at the same night, you one of them. You know, the crate car might pay the fuel bill. So I oh, know Max does a, that. Right. If you pay the fuel bill with the crate car, then you then everything you make in the open car. At least that's you know it's towards more more profit. Uh, and it's harder to make profit in these cars nowadays than it used to be.
11: Yeah, those days of, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, between the shocks and the chassis now. And we want we to you know go into the motors because that's just that's just another. Uh, but, Chubb, you know, you have such a fan base out there. We don't get to, you know, hear from you all that often. Is there anything that you want to just, you know, tell the fans that, you know, hey, Chubb's still here, we're going to you know, we're going to be here, we're going to be there, or just go to our website. If that's the case, where can they reach out to you?
13: Well, that, that, that is an issue, because we really don't have a plan this year, especially after all the stuff that's going on, because <clears throat> I might decide to go racing on a Friday night, or I might decide not to go racing on a Friday night. It's a lot of factors in weather. If the weather's not looking good, we're not going, because there's no reason to drive up and down the road right now doing that, but the the other you know the um the customer stuff if customer needs a car fixed or something you know we're going to do that first before we go racing so it it can change so that's why we really don't have a schedule um most people call or they'll they'll figure out or somebody else you know we'll say hey we're going to do this we're going to go here and somebody on facebook and you know once it gets on facebook it's all over the place anyway so
11: (laughs) i have to laugh you know is is as we get older in life and i had this conversation with Ed free i said what makes you decide where you go he says if it's
13: 80 or higher we race 79 and under ice cream yeah exactly i'm all the way up to, I, i'm 40 if it's 40 percent, i don't go i mean that's the way i look at it anymore now if it's someplace big we're going to go out and we're going to be racing for two or three days that's different but if it's a deal where we're just going down a race a Friday night or a Saturday night, and it's 40 or 50 uh, percent chance of rain, now we're just uh, we'll stay home and maybe drink some beer and uh, uh, work on the customers' cars, I guess.
11: Yeah, I guess there's not too many things that Chubb can say that haven't you haven't done or haven't experienced in those 40 plus years.
13: Uh, yeah, you never know though. I, you're probably right, but there's. Every once in a while, you get surprised by stuff that happens, so you never know. Uh, But you know, I don't know. I don't know to know what holds for us. I don't know how much longer we're going to do it or not. But we're still racing, and uh, you know, I still enjoy it. It's just hard to get out. Hard to get out as much as we'd like to, but you know, we're still going to
11: race. Well, Chubb, it's been great. It's great seeing you. Great talking to you. And best of luck tonight here at Thunder Mountain. Thank you
13: very much.
0: This portion of today's program was brought to you by number one,
6: Cochrane Automotive. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Stars, IndyCar, IHRA, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, NHRA, Rush, USAC and the World of Outlaws Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports driver interviews and listeners emails. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Quite frankly there's no other program like it on the air today. Rapid on Racing. Why not be a part of the weekly action? The Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway
4: schedule is jam-packed again for the 2020 season. Every Saturday night through October, you can enjoy five big divisions of racing action and so much more. Each action event features the Deal Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the PPMS Pro Stocks, the Keystone Coachworks Hobby Stocks, the Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns add to that special appearances by the rush sportsman Modifieds, the rush wingless sprints the buckeye outlaw sprint series and the 410 wing sprints the 2020 season wraps up on october second and third with the 32nd annual pittsburger 100 featuring the stars and cars of the lucas oil Lake model series gates open every saturday at 5 p.m with hot laps at six and green flag racing at seven general admission just fifteen dollars for adults Keep up to date with everything happening at Pittsburgh Pennsylvania Motor Speedway by following us on Twitter at PA Motorspeedway. On Facebook, it's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And as always, find all the information about PPMS at PPMS.com.
2: All right, fans, joining us now is Joey Zambotti, one of the most successful pro stock drivers in the area. Joey, good evening. How are you?
16: Good evening, Don. It's great to uh, be back on the show again.
2: You know, uh, I see a lot of pictures from Hagerstown in Victory Lane with you and your wife and your family. You kind of like it down there.
16: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been great to get on a track. I know this year wasn't too much earlier than regular season, but last year was great. We started uh, middle of middle of March and we ran that out as long as we possibly could, and we had a good streak going. And you know, it, it's great to be able to anytime be able to get seat time, but. To know that our car was and when we come back up north was was great.
2: Little bit about the car. Did you build it, buy it? What's the history of the car? Uh this year
16: we're in a different uh different chassis. Um we bought bought a chassis off of a guy, um, and then completely um had went through it, um, put it all together, and then Greg Beach from Anarchy Customs does my setups. Um so what he's done for our cars has just been on another level. Um and I can't thank him enough for the support he's given us week in and week out, whether he's at the track or just the uh, the, the amount of wealth and knowledge that he does just to to help me, you know. If he's not there, a phone call away and, you know, helps us out with the little things. And, you know, I can't thank him enough.
2: Not only an amazing setup guy, but a really good driver. I mean, two years ago at uh, Pittsburgh, he won everything but the fifty fifty raffle. I mean, good driver. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
16: just an all-around great guy, and you know, now, I've actually, um, I've tried to get him actually to drive my cars a few nights, and um, you know, things just haven't worked yet. So, I'd love to see him in one of my cars as good as they seem, and uh, you know, that way I can get a whole lot more feedback, you know, from what he sees on the track to actually what the cars are reacting like. So,
2: so running good and winning all over it. the place isn't enough. You, want, what are you going to do to make it better? <laughs>
16: you never know. There's always. There's always room to improve because no matter how fast you think you're going or you went, you know, there's always somebody that can knock you, uh, knock you off your high horse. So you just got to stay grounded and you know stay humble.
2: In addition to the driving, have you had any other jobs in racing?
16: Um, nothing other than driving. Um, way back in the day, um, before we got into cars, we we'd uh, been a long time, um, help on uh, Bob Egley's car. Yeah. Um, which. Dad and I were, were just another set of hands on a Friday night, you know, didn't understand any of the car, um, wasn't, wasn't sure what to do on it, you know. We were just there and we're all ears, so if he told us to go grab a tire, we'd put a tire on, you know. So, Dad raced back in the 80s, but that's when a stock car was a stock car, nothing like they are today. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. We still have,
16: you no know, contradic- contradictory to where we are now, um, it's, you know, we've still got plenty to learn.
2: Now uh, I know that didn't you do some dirt bike, uh, dirt bike racing, and that's why you have a three-digit number?
16: Correct. We uh, we had grew up on a motocross scene, um, and back in 2007, I had a bad series of concussions, which started started the downfall of everything. And I tried to fight through them. Uh, 2009, 10, and 11, I held my pro license for motocross, and just by that time, the concussion stuff got too bad, and it seemed like you'd wake up in the morning, you weren't even sure who you were, you know, and you, you felt like you were living in somebody else's body. And I knew that, I knew it was time that I had to make a change, but to find something else to get that adrenaline rush, you know, what were you going to do? And we got into cars in the end of 2012. Um, And yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a short, short six years, but I feel we've came a long ways, you know, in a car from, from where we started.
2: Well, you're one of the guys to beat on any given night. Now, the best part of racing is winning. Okay, taking that out of the equation, what's the next best part of racing? It has to be having your family involved.
16: Absolutely. I mean, you've come to most races, and there's, you know, my wife and my three beautiful kids. My mom and dad are usually there. I don't have a big team. Um, There's Mike Kern. Um, Usually him, his wife, and his two daughters are with him. Uh, Glenn Kilgore came, started last year with us, and he's been to just about every race with me. Um, Eric Fink, which we also known as Redbeard, he's there. Um, at most of the local races, he doesn't travel with us. But we don't have a big team, but as far as what we have, I feel we're pretty rock solid. So just, just as far as the family and the time that we get to spend together, um, you know, the, the wins are just the icing on the cake, you know, for the guys. So I can't thank them enough for... For, for sticking with me, with me through all these years, yeah we've had a lot of success, but there's been a whole lot more you know nights that you're bummed out going home so they're still they're still there every week to work on a car so you know that's that's great that they're into it
2: well, you were probably bummed out Friday at Lernerville because I was getting ready to come down and interview you then and I said tonight would not be a good night
16: nah you could have come down i was uh I was maybe a little bit bummed when it first happened but Actually, when we got to the track, uh, we got everything set up, and I went out for hot laps, and I forgot to put my transponder on, and I was kind of bummed out then. But we got on the track, and I could tell how good my car felt, so I really wasn't worried. And we went out and had a great heat race, um, and then they redrew me to start on the pole, and I knew I honestly thought it would be lights out. I thought we were going to be, you know, pretty pretty solid, and that restart they got me, and they pulled away, and we reeled them back in, and it was a good battle between Miller and I, and. Hey, I mean, hindsight's always twenty-twenty. or, you know, indifferent, what you could have did different um, or what you should have did different. But I tried to be as clean as I could, and we come up on that lapper, and I thought I could slide up a little bit and use between the lapper and me to create a wall where he had to back off. And I got my lapper just a little too much room to keep him down off the top, and I my right legs better and spun uh, in there, and I tried to hold on the gas to straighten out so I could still finish in. Uh, the just the motor lugged down too much and stalled me, and that's where we sat.
2: What was the reason you got involved in racing? How did you get started?
16: Um, which racing? The the motocross? Yeah, the, the very cars? first
2: time you raced anywhere. How did you, uh, what made you decide to do the, the dirt bikes?
16: Um, so, growing up, I mean, I still, I still have my first dirt bike, a 1969 Honda Z50, which was actually my dad's first dirt bike. Um, so, I just made lap after lap in the yard, and then... Um, I was going into third grade and we moved, built a new house and happened to be my best friend in third grade was Brock Hepler, which was a national champion on dirt bikes. And then later moved to the factory rides of, um, Suzuki and Yamaha. So growing up with him on the dirt bike, you know, it was always pushing each other, um, to the next level. Um, so that's, that's pretty much how the dirt bike stuff fell in line. And it stinks growing up because you think that you're on that high line to, you know, a future, uh, a successful future. And then when the concussion stuff starts, it, it changes your evaluation of everything.
2: Well, you were a wise and man to make that decision to move to the cars, get a beautiful wife and three beautiful kids. You don't want to be in a situation where you can't appreciate how good things are for you.
16: Absolutely. It can be, uh, it can be stripped from you just as fast as it's gained to you. So, you know, I give the Lord thanks every day for, for what he's given me. Um, You know, the days that you have bad days and you think, you know, you don't have enough, you, you know, you really got to step back and think like how lucky you are compared to a lot of people that would give anything to be in your shoes and have the opportunities you've had. Exactly. when I say, when I say you got to be stay or you have to stay humble, I mean that.
2: Let's take take anything for granted. Let's take a minute to thank your sponsors.
16: Uh, There's been, there's been such a list that's been with me. Um. I can't thank Zambodi Collision Center enough, you know, and the empire that my grandfather started for me that now I am able to run. Um, there's Ingram Engines that has built me unbelievably good motors since the beginning. Uh, Anarchy Customs, like I said, Greg Beach for, for everything he's done for me, uh, on and off the track, keeping my cars just at a whole nother level. Uh, Chevrolet Performance, uh, Aurorica Automotive, Assist Services, um, Myers Demolition and Excavating, Erie Insurance, the Hallman Agency, Harper's Grill, which if anybody's in the Ford City area and wants to try an amazing uh, hamburger, cheeseburger, anything you can think of, that's the place to go. Uh, Advanced Auto Parts and Catanning, Precise Racing, Hoosier Tire, um, Bilstein Shocks, RPI Suspension, and uh, Design Revelations for the great-looking cars year after year.
2: You got a nice uh, group of sponsors. Now you already mentioned your crew. Did we uh forget anybody on the pit crew?
16: Um just uh just my kids. I mean, I got to thank my wife for everything she puts up with. I know that when race car season comes, she kind of loses her husband to the garage and I know it's not fair to her. Um you know, we try to spend as much time doing other things as we can, but you know, it's it's difficult trying to to uh to make enough time throughout the week to to, to fit everything in, but um you know little Joey he'll be five in September, so he's with me every night in the garage or or at the races, and Cole's going to be two here in a uh, another week or so, so he's been uh he's been a big help also
2: you know a woman that's married to a racer is going gonna get a free pass to heaven because it takes a special lady to do that, whether it's the wife, the girlfriend, the mother, the sister. That's the glue that holds it all together. And if they weren't there to support your program, you'd be out of business.
7: Exactly. You're you're right.
2: Well, we're coming up on a break. Are there any closing? Oh, one thing. You know, on a Friday night at Lernerville, I can't get over how many people are wearing one of your shirts.
16: Yeah. The the, the amount of support that we've had is been great it's funny when we go to Hagerstown um being we've had a lot of success down there everyone wants to call you a cheater and and when we started going down we started selling merchandise like crazy and it's great to to show up at different tracks and see people come out of the stands that have your stuff on to show the support um you know because I'm just a kid living everybody else's dream right now so just to see somebody you know think enough to want to wear one of my shirts because growing up that was the coolest thing, just to see a racing somebody in a racing t-shirt, let alone not yeah. seeing everybody want to buy your stuff.
2: Well, they're sharp shirts. Hey, we're coming up on a break. Any closing thoughts? Anything that we have forgotten?
16: Um, I think you pretty much covered everything, Don. Um, you know, like I said, just stay humble, and I can't give the Lord enough thanks for for what he's blessed us with in life. Not Not only on the track or what people see, you know, on a Friday or Saturday night, but what he does in our home life, you know, um you know it's just everything is just everything's just clicking for us, and it really seems like you know we're in a good place, but I just can't thank all the fans enough you know the people that root for me, and I guess also the people that are rooting against you, you know because you have good nights and you have bad nights, but the nights you have bad nights and they're rooting against you it makes you makes you a stronger person in the end.
2: they all had to buy a ticket to get in there, whether they're for you or against you, so that's good for race right. Well, Joey Zambody, I want to thank you for being with us tonight and continued success, whether you're at Lernerville, Hagerstown, or wherever the car shows up. Thanks for being here.
16: I appreciate it, Don. You have a good evening. Thank you.
0: presented rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners, recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on in. Come on, y'all.